0: I know the weather hasn't been what we would like it to be this week but that doesn't mean we can't be cheery on the inside right (laughs) well praise the lord hope everyone's doing well this morning and looking forward to another wonderful week not looking at monday like this incredible mountain to climb like oh here comes monday but looking forward to it because you know what god goes with you Amen? Amen. amen amen That's right, he's still the Lord on Monday, that's right. Yes, amen. Well, this morning I have a lot of scripture verses. In fact, way too many. So I'm, I'm not going to endeavor to try to get through all of them today. Um, but if you'd like to ask me for notes later on, I can send you some notes. <laughs> but it's just way too much to try to, to get through all of it today. And the reason is because I want to talk about something that is a vast subject, but I will attempt to do it in a very short amount of time. And that is about how God speaks to us. And again, your Bible is full of God speaking to his people. Hebrews 1 talks about how He, in the days of old he spoke to us through the prophets, but today he speaks to us through his son. And so that's Hebrews 1.1. 1, 1. That's one of the verses of the many verses I have on here. But he speaks to us. He's been speaking to his people for a long time. Even in the Garden of Eden, there was Adam, right? God, was, God would meet with him, and they would walk together and talk together. And then Adam and Eve sinned, and God came and showed up and said, Hey, where are you? He's still talking to them. Where would you go? And it's not because he didn't know. It's because man didn't know where he was. He was lost. Yeah. And God has been endeavoring to speak to mankind for, uh, forever. He, he's speaking all the time. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because when you read your Bible, you know, I used to think that it doesn't tell you how. I'd hear preachers get up and talk about it. You've got to hear the voice of God. You've got to hear what God is saying to you. You need to listen to the Lord. Who's heard things like that before? Yeah? That's pretty common, right? Got to listen to God. And you go, yes. And then after service, you go, but how? How do I know? And that's probably one of the biggest questions that Christians begin to ask themselves is, how do I know it's God who's speaking to me? Does anyone else other than me uh, (laughs) ask that question? All right, okay. So any sincere Christian is going to ask that question, how do I know that it's God who's talking to me? The first thing you need to know is he is talking to you. Right? So John 10 talks about the shepherd and the sheep. And Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd. He says, my sheep know my voice. Right? Right? So if you are his sheep, Mm -hmm. you do know his voice. And often we're looking for the how before we believe that he's talking to us. How does he talk to us? When I figure out how he talks to me, then I'll know if that's him or not, and then I'll know he's talking to me. And really, as believers, we can actually start believing that he is talking to us first before we know and understand that he is. Did I lose somebody there? Slow down. Let me go back. (laughs) As Christians, often we want to know first, is this the Lord? Is Is he talking to me? And we try to understand and figure out, is this God talking to me? And then we often will stay in a place of wonder. I wonder if he's talking to me. I wonder if that's the Lord. But the truth of the matter is that he is talking to you. And so as believers, we want to start there. Believing that he is talking to me. So what does that look like? That looks like this. Jesus... I'm your sheep. I mean, if it helps you sing the Sunday school song, you know, go ahead, I'm a sheep. Ba, 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 ba. yeah, that one. <laughs> right? But start with that. Jesus, I'm your sheep. You're my shepherd. Yep. I hear your voice. It would do us all some good. Dis- In fact, let's do this together. We're going to say, Jesus, "Jesus, I'm your sheep. I am you your sheep. are my shepherd. And I hear your voice. I hear your voice. Hallelujah. Isn't that good? Don't you feel better already? Because you start out with believing what he says. That's why. You start out believing first, not questioning first. Not questioning, looking for an answer. He's given you an answer. You start out by believing first. I hear your voice. Now your head might go, uh, no, I don't. How does that work? I don't understand. I don't know his voice. Your head might disagree with that, but your heart doesn't. Your heart agrees with the truth. And the truth is, you are a sheep, you know his voice. Okay? Praise the Lord. That's a good thing to to to, to know and to stand on as believers. You know, like I said, there's a lot in the Bible that at first you look at it, you think, it doesn't tell me how to hear his voice. But actually, it does tell you how to hear his voice. Now, you can't go necessarily to chapter and verse and look at the chapter title. Chapter 5, How to Hear the Voice of the Lord. Okay, step number one. No, it doesn't talk to you like that. But if you're reading your Bible, you will find that it does tell you how to hear his voice. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that today. I'm going to share a little personal testimony concerning that first. And most of us come to hear the voice of the Lord and recognize it. Well, maybe not most of us. I'll just talk about me. How about that? I noticed it a lot because I would get into trouble. Yeah. And sometimes when you get into trouble, like as a kid, you know, you can really distinguish your parents' voice clearly when you get into trouble because you hear it. You know why? Because the volume gets turned up. The volume intensity, yeah, gets turned up. It's, and, and you hear your name, and not just your first name, but often your middle and second middle, if you have a second middle name, and, and your last name. And you hear it very clearly because you in trouble, right? And that call has gone out to get your attention. Why? Because you ain't listening. And, you're some, and you know, if depending on your parents and the style in which they parented you, sometimes it will cause fear to enter your heart. As you know what that voice means. You are in big trouble. And then you're looking for a way out. Right? And so often there are there are different things. Like for me personally, there are times where I I wandered off. I wandered off. There was a time where I got into some stuff that was not godly at all as a, as a young man. And I remember right in the middle, suddenly my conscience got very, very loud. I'm telling you, like, somewhat like, on the inside, my conscience, the volume got turned up. And the tone of his voice was very commanding. And it was, you need to stop this right now. You know this isn't right, and you need to turn around and quit doing this. It was very loud. But it was in my conscience. You know, if, you know, as kids, you can go like this and put your hands over your ears if your parents are, and sometimes kids will do that, ah, la, 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 and pretend they're not hearing. But if the voice of God is in you, where are you going to (laughs) go? You cannot run and you cannot hide. And, And I was hearing very loudly in my conscience, so loud. Now, there are times where we've gotten ourselves into trouble, and his voice is loud. And I would tell you, please listen to that voice. Do not harden your heart against that in any way but you know on the other side I've had many other times where in the quiet when I've actually been listening for the Lord you know trying to hear him how is he speaking to me trying to hear him but in all of that in seeking to hear him I I could sense something him instructing me in my heart talking to me in my heart often you'll hear Christians talk about this still small voice small still voice right? Do you, Does anyone know what that's like, experience that? that? That small, still voice in your heart. And quite often, you need to kind of shut off all the rest of the noise. There's a lot of noise going on around you. Your mind can be quite noisy, yapping all the time and thinking about things. What about this? What about this? And maybe you left the oven on and all sorts of things, right? <laughs> what about work next to you? And there's this thing. And then you forgot to do this. You got to put this in your reminders and you got to... A lots of busyness in your mind. But when you can get quiet, you can start to hear him speaking to your heart a little bit more clearly. And it's in that quiet place that he can talk to you. As you're, and you're listening. You're listening in your heart. And that's where he's speaking. He's speaking in your heart. Now, he's not talking to your head. Sometimes people think, well, you know, you this, this thought, is that the Lord or that thought? Is it the Lord? And try to figure out and differentiate between your thoughts, which is the Lord and which is not. But he's not talking to your head. He doesn't speak directly to your mind that way. But he does talk to you in your heart. And when you hear him in your heart, I'm going to tell you something else. You know it. You know it. Now, like I said, your head might question sometimes, is this the Lord? Is, I don't know, is he talking to me? But in your heart, you, you know. Does your conscience give you 15 reasons why something's wrong when you've done something wrong? If you've, has anyone ever done anything? I'm sure someone's <laughs> done something wrong and had that experience where your conscience bugs you? And you, oh, something not good about that. Ever had that happen? I'm sure you have. Does it go down a list and tell you why? No, No, it doesn't. It doesn't say, well, it's wrong because A, B, C, and it doesn't go down a list and explain to you why it's wrong. You just know that it is. And you can ignore that or you could heed it. You have a choice. But either way, you can't claim ignorance. You can't say, well, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Not unless you're lying to yourself. You know. In your heart, you know. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. So as long as you're his sheep, you know his voice. You know when he's talking to you. You know when he's talking to your heart. There's many times, like I said, your head will argue and try to come up with reasons. For example, let's say there is something that you are thinking about doing that in your head it's questionable. (laughs) Do you know what I mean by questionable? It's like, well, it's not exactly stated that it's wrong. It's, yeah, it's, it's borderline. Like, it, it's kind of like a way around, it's a loophole. It's a, it's a way around that scenario, that situation. There's a little loophole here. You know, like, technically, it's not bad. As, as the, the rules state this, so technically it's not bad. So, so really, I could do it and it'd be okay. That's your head reasoning reasoning but your conscience doesn't do that your conscience doesn't do that at all your conscience goes nope that's wrong that's it no that's wrong and then your head says okay well not really because it's not really wrong I mean look at the look what they said they said this and then the rule is this and this over here is just another way around and your conscience is saying, nope, that's wrong. It's saying, look, there's another way in. There, there's another way to get into this thing. It's not just straight, you don't have to just do those. There's another way, a way around that you can get in. Let's look at John 10 for a second. Let's look at John 10 for a second. John 10. And let's look at verse 1. John 10, verse 1. This is from the Amplified. Jesus says, I assure you, most solemnly I tell you, he who does not enter by the door into the sheepfold, but climbs up some other way. There's another way around this. Did God really say that, if you eat the f- that you'll die if you eat that fruit? Because there, there is another way. There's another way. But climbs up some other way. Who is this who does so? Is a thief and a robber. Yeah, right. Now, skip over to verse 10 immediately. The thief comes only in order to steal, kill, and destroy. Climbing in some other way. Nope. (laughs) There is no other, there is one way only. And a lot of mankind has taken much time to explore other ways. Other ways that you can be happy. Other ways that you can have the best of life and get what you want. And go your own way and do your own thing. And, yeah, I did it my way. But there is really only one way. Yeah, I hear some of you saying it. Jesus, Jesus is is the only way, the one way, the only way. And everyone else's way, well, I'm just doing my own thing. I'm going my own way and, you know, plotting my own course. There's one way, and all the other ways, independent ways, are the wrong way. There's one truth, right? One truth. You can't have two truths that don't agree. One truth. Well, there's many truths, but how come they disagree if there's many truths? It can only be one. You can't have this truth and that truth, and they disagree with one another. One of them is not the truth, then. Yeah. There's one truth, and there's one way, right. right? So he says here, but he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. The watchman opened the door for this man, and the sheep listened to his voice and heed it. And he calls his own sheep by name and brings them or leads them out. Hallelujah. And when he has brought his own sheep outside, he walks on before them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will never follow a stranger, but will run away from him because they do not know the voice of strangers or recognize their call. Hallelujah. Remember, you are a sheep, right? No. Amen. And if you've received Jesus as your Lord, You have entered through the door. You have entered into life. And Jesus is the good shepherd of life, of you. He leads you in life, his way, which is life. So notice here that in verse three says, the watchman opens the door for this man and the sheep listen to his voice and heed it. They listen to his voice and, and they heed it. So what does that mean to heed his voice? What does that mean? If you say, "Take okay, listen, but what else? And do. Pardon? And obey. Listen and obey. So you will find uh, that if, if you actually do a study on this, I, I'm here, I'm relaying it to you second and third hand now because I heard someone talking and teaching about this. But essentially, when the Bible talks about hearing, it doesn't just mean hearing with your ear. It means hearing and obeying. Those two things go together, hearing and obeying. Now, as parents, if you have children, do you want your children only to hear you but not obey you? No. You want them both to hear and obey, right? Do you want your kids to come up and say to you, yeah, I heard you. Yeah, but you didn't do what I said. No, no, but I heard you. I heard you. You know that that doesn't make, that's, that's no good. You want them to hear and obey. So when you say, hey, listen to me, what you mean is hear and obey. So the good shepherd, when he calls, when he calls you by name, when he leads you and you know his voice, it means not just hearing. It means hearing and obeying. And isn't that the difficult part? Why? Because there's so many other things that you would like to do rather than do what he said. And that's the problem. And did you know that's the problem with hearing? That's the reason why we don't hear so well sometimes. It's because we want to do other things and go another way. Hallelujah. It's absolutely the case. I'm just going to put this out here. And like you have to understand, when I get up here and I share this kind of thing with you, I can look at my life and go, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I can see this where I didn't want to go his way. And you know what? I didn't hear him talking to me. He was talking to me, but I didn't hear him because I was going my own way in times past. So as long as I was going away from him my own way, I wouldn't hear him calling me. Oh, the Lord's not talking to me. No, he is talking. It's just that I was not listening. And why was I not hearing? Because I didn't want to obey. That's so clear, so simple. I didn't hear because I didn't want to obey. Until I got into trouble. (laughs) And like the scripture says, he sent his word and healed them, and delivered them from their destructions. And thank God for his word, because I got myself into trouble more than once. And that's when his word was loud. Hello, don't do that. It wasn't a good suggestion. You know, the Lord doesn't give suggestions. He doesn't say, hey, here's the ten suggestions. I suggest you do this. He doesn't give suggestions. You know why? Because he's Lord. He gives commands. That's what commanders do. They give commands, which are meant to be obeyed. Meant to be obeyed. So I had wandered off and gotten myself into trouble, and he, because he is faithful, he's so faithful, you may have wandered off. But he called you back. You may have been the, the, the one of the 100 and the 99 he left behind to come find you. I know that's my testimony. More than once, actually. <laughs> Where he had to leave those 99, I'm sure they were okay. But he left them to come get me. And he got me by reminding me of what his words is speaking to me through his word. And a lot of it was, hey... Quit doing that. (laughs) You see the trouble you're in? Yes. It's because you would not listen. Turn to me and I'll get you out of it. I'm paraphrasing, but that's how he would speak to me. Turn to me and I'll get you out of it. And he was faithful to do that. He sent his word and he healed me and he delivered me from all of my destructions. He brought me back. Built me up, set me in a good place, and said, okay, now follow me. (laughs) How's he going to lead me? He's going to lead me with his voice. He's going to lead me with his word, his spirit directing and talking to me from within. That's how he's going to lead me. You know, and that's how he's going to lead all of us. It's not complicated. Often we make it that way. But what makes it that way is the din of our own thinking and the distractions of what's going on in the world and what people are saying and our own desires that don't line up with God's word. Those are the distractions. Those are the things that push and pull and drag you out if you're not careful to stand and hold fast to what it is that he has said. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, there are many radio stations, and they're all saying something. They're all broadcasting. But if I'm tuned into the wrong band, let's say I'm on the AM band. I can be going up and down the AM band and never hear what he's saying on the FM band. And you know what? It's not because he's not saying anything on the FM band. I could be scrolling up and down the AM band going, God, why don't you talk to me? And he's talking the whole time. He's just on the FM band. So the issue isn't whether God's speaking. It has everything to do with whether we're listening. Are we hearing? Are we on the FM band? (laughs) Are we? Because if we are, then we'll hear him loud and clear coming through. Because that's where he speaks from. In the same way, he speaks to us through this Bible here, his word. And he speaks to us in our heart. And he speaks to us by the Holy Spirit who only says what he hears the Father saying. That's where he is speaking to us from. So for us to go out and consult worldly books oh, and to go after our own ways of thinking and upbringing even, and our own understanding and what we've, knowledge we've accumulated from being in the world, though that's being on the AM band. And going, God, why aren't you talking to me? But you're spending all your time on the AM band, thinking about work and you know good investments to make with your money and what house to buy and where to sell it and, and all of those things. And again, there's a lot of things in the world that are not evil in and of themselves. But my point is, is if you're looking for God to speak to you there, you're not going to hear him out there. In worldly wisdom, in worldly ways, he's not out there. That is, the, those are the other ways, not his way. So if you want to hear him, you need to get on the FM band, which means you need to take time to get quiet, to go through your Bible, and to hear with your heart. And again, it's not not from a place of, oh, I'm going to try to get God to speak to me. Help, Lord, help me to hear you. I'm not, help me to hear what you're saying to me. I'm not, no, no, not from a place of questioning, but from a place of believing. Lord, I believe that you are speaking to me. I am your sheep. You are the good shepherd. And I hear your voice. And go through his word to hear him talking to you. Hear him prompting you in your heart. Not just when you're in trouble. Because you know, he's he's endeavoring to lead you in life. His kind of living. His way of living. His kind of life. That's how he's endeavoring to lead you. So he's, he's endeavoring to lead you in a way that is right and good and has blessing and fulfillment. That's what he's looking to do. But again... It's, the issue is not whether he's speaking, but about whether we're hearing. That's where the issue is. Are we hearing him? Now, if you want to tune that dial, the best way to tune that dial is to recognize how... It to, sorry. The best way to tune that dial is to get willing. Not just willing to hear, but willing to do. I mean, as soon as I start talking about that, I can just—I know—you you go willing to do. What is what? What is he going to ask of me? What is he going to? What's he going to tell me to do? The flesh don't like doing what God says do. It wants to go its own way. I want to do what I want to do. I don't want someone to tell me what I what I'm going to do. That's your flesh, but your heart doesn't do that. If you're born again, your heart wants to go his way, wants to do his will. Let me just find a, another verse for us here. So we're going to go to Psalm 40. Psalm 40. And we're going to read verses 6 through 8. And this is in the Amplified, verses 6 through 8. Psalm 40, verses 6 through 8. It says this, Sacrifice and offering you do not desire, nor have you delight in them. You have given me the capacity to hear and obey. Amen. Now, Amplified adds in here, hear and obey your law, a more valuable service than... Burnt offerings and sin offerings, which you do not require. Verse 7. Then I said, Behold, I come. In the volume of the book it is written of me. I delight to do your will, O my God. Yes, your law is within my heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So he's saying here he says look, you've given me the capacity to hear and obey. And that's for every one of us. And he's he's not just like, you know, the, you can't bribe God with your good Christian doings as a re, as kind of like payment for not listening to him. Well, Lord, I'm a good Christian. I do my good Christian things, so you know, that's, that's my sacrifice as unto the Lord, so I'm, I'm a good Christian. And, and not listen to him and obey him in, his, in your heart. He's not looking for sacrifice. He's looking for obedience. That's what he's looking for. And he says, behold, I have come. In the volume of the book it is written of me, I delight to do your will, O God. Yes, your law is within my heart. Notice how he says, "In the volume of the book, it is written of me." Now we can understand that in a couple of ways. If you look in Hebrews, you'll understand that it's that verse specifically is prophetic in nature, and it's talking about how Jesus could see how the Bible was talking about Him personally and His call as Messiah. Right? Is that we understand that from the scriptures yep. that the Old Testament foreshadows and tells about Jesus coming. And who he is. So Jesus could read that Old Testament and go, hey, that's talking about me as the Messiah, right? We know that. But I also want you to consider that in the volume of the book, it is written of you. And think of it in this way. His will for you and who he has made you to be is written in this book. It's in there. You'll find it in here. You can look in his word and go, hey, it's talking about my life in Christ. There it is, right there, it's for me. He then goes goes on to say, I delight to do your will, O God. Our own willingness, not just to hear, but to obey, that is what determines how we hear the voice of God. It's not just willingness to hear, but willingness to do. Have you ever heard things like people say, "Okay, God, I'm gonna I'm gonna do what you ask me to do," uh, and 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 they're wanting to consecrate themselves to the Lord, but then they say, "But just don't send me to China, don't send me to Africa, God, I'll go where you want me to go, except." And why do people do that? Because they're still holding on, but you know to to what they want and their will. I just, but when when you do that you're actually limiting the voice of God in your life. You're not really hearing him. So there's been a, I I've gave testimony of this, uh, I think once or, once or at least, I think it was the last time I was up here preaching. But there are other situations like this, <laughs> even recently, where a situation has arisen, and there was an answer to that situation that was proposed, why don't you do this? and not necessarily from the Lord directly, but through someone else. Why don't you do this? And I would go, I don't wanna do that. I was flat out, I don't wanna do that. The incident I'm talking about, situation I'm talking about had to do with a a second business that I have. And it had to do with um, me specifically working in the business as opposed to just owning the business, not just being an owner, but an owner operator. And I was thinking, well, I don't want to work in that. I just don't have time for that. I don't want to do. And so my immediate response was, I don't want to do that. I was not willing. Now, I've been asking God, God, help me know what to do with the situation, the nature of the business. There is, there is a personnel change that was coming, and now I've got to find out what to do. Do I hire someone? Do I sell the business? Do I, what, do I, what do I do here? And I'm looking for an answer from the Lord. What do I do? But I was not willing. I was only a little bit willing. I was willing to get an answer, but I wasn't quite willing to hear and obey what that answer is. If you want to hear the Lord talking to you, make sure you're willing to say yes before you hear what the answer is. Yes, Lord, before you know what he's going to tell you to do. Even that was how it was with Saul when he got knocked off his horse by the glory of God, when Jesus showed up, and that confrontational situation. And there's Paul, and he says, Who are you, Lord? And he says, I am Jesus. If you read a little bit later in the book of Acts, Paul says... And Jesus spoke to him and said, Now go into this city here and wait, and I will show you what you must do. But he said yes well before he found out what he was going to have to do. In fact, he he got a little preview. It was, uh, I'll let you know how much you must suffer for my name's sake. So he goes, Oh, no, suffering for for the name of the Lord. He didn't know all that that would entail. And the Lord would tell him later. But he had to be willing to say yes before he knew. Question Does just pure speculation only. Do you think Paul would have said and done what he did in obedience to God if he knew that they would, like, drive him out of most of the cities that he went into, and then he would be shipwrecked, and then they would throw stones at him to kill him, and beat him with rods, and all the things that you read about? He might have looked at that whole list first and go, Yikes, I don't know if I want to do all that. Go through all that? But he was willing first. Willing and saying, Yes, I will go before he knew where he was going to go. You know, Abraham, father of our faith, Abraham was willing to go before he knew where he was going. God said, I want you to leave this, your hometown. And get up and go to the place that I will later show you. And he said, okay. And he got up and left. He did not know where he was going. But he was obedient. We call it faith. Oh, hallelujah. We call it faith. When you step out and not know exactly how it's going to turn out or where it's going to go. But you know that you're obedient to the Lord. Mm Mm-hmm. And so likewise, in the situation I was, this business situation, I was not really sure how this was going to turn out. I knew God had an answer for me. I knew he would speak to me. I knew he would lead me and direct me. These are all good things, right? Yeah. But I had some reservations about what, what I was willing to do. And the Lord put his finger on that because, you know, my wife says to me, why don't you work the business? I went, I don't want to do that. (laughs) Little did I know, that happened to be the voice of the Lord speaking unto me. (laughs) (laughs) Little did I know. And I say it like that and it's humorous, but listen. I didn't hear him talking to me. Because I was unwilling So he spoke to me through my wife because I wasn't listening. So here I am going, Lord, talk to me. Tell me, show me what to do. And he says, you're not not listening to me. So he uses somebody else to talk to me because I wasn't listening. And even then I went, I don't wanna do that. But now the thought is in my head, right? And I went, I'm listening and and I go, oh, that is your answer. I realized as soon as I was willing to do it, I realized that was the answer. The answer that I was looking for. But as long as I was unwilling, I wasn't hearing. (laughs) Hallelujah. Are you listening? As long as I was unwilling, I wasn't hearing. Now, every one of us, no matter where we are at in our lives, in our walk with God, God is speaking to every one of us right now. He's very attentive to our situations. He's very attentive to our heart and to who we are. He knows us so very well, and he cares about us very deeply. And he is talking to you. The question is, will you... Be willing, not just to hear, but also to obey. Will you be willing? Will you say, Lord, I don't know the answer yet, but whatever it is, the answer is. Whatever it is you're telling me, I say yes. You know, that's part of the prayer of, con- prayer of dedication. Remember Jesus? Oh, Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, if it be your will, he said, let this cup pass, but nevertheless, what do he say? Not your will, not my will, but your will be done, right? That's you consecrating yourself to him before you know exactly what his will is. Willing to obey even when you don't know where he's leading you. Willing to go before you know where he's sending you. Hallelujah. Us as believers, we can be, we ought to be willing to obey our Lord. Willing to go. Before we know what that looks like, it has something to do with him being Lord. (laughs) Even in the statement in itself, if he's Lord, he's the boss. Even though you might have a terrible boss out there in the world, Jesus is not a terrible boss. He's not. He's not ignorant of your situation. He's not unaware of the difficulties that we face. He's very well aware. He's not going to ask something of you that you're not equipped to do. He's not going to ask something of you and then say, yeah, I want you to do this and know that you're not capable that's just mean, and he is not. Whatever it is that he's saying to you, this is what I want you to do, it's because whatever is required to do it, he has given you, is giving you, will give you what is required to do it. You know, if you have a job in front of you and you've been doing this job for 15, 20 years, then when you look at the job, you go, "Oh yeah, I know what to do. It's easy. You have no problem doing it. If someone says, hey, do that job, you go, yeah, no problem. Because you know what it takes to get that job done. You have the skills that it takes to do it. It's when someone says, here, you need to do this job, and you say, I don't, I don't even know where to start with that. I don't, I, I don't know how to, how do we do that? The command is still the same either way, but in the second scenario, you don't, don't think you have what it takes, don't know what to do. And you might feel like that in your walk with God wherever you are at today. But the fact of the matter is, is that whatever it is that he's called you to do, he's equipped you to do as well. And he gives you the skills and the abilities and the learning, anything that is required to do what it is he's called us to do. There is nobody that is put into a place in their walk with the Lord and left out there without any sort of ability or skill to do what it is God's called him to do. He doesn't hang you out to dry. He doesn't put you out there and go, ha, 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 look at that person, look at them fail. Now, the devil might want to make you think that, but God doesn't do that. God does not do that. Even in the parable of the talents, he gave them according to their ability. So whatever it is that he's given you and given you to do, you are well able to do it. Really, the only matter now is, are you willing? Are you willing? Willing to hear, willing to do what it is that he says of us, commands us to do. Hallelujah. As Christians, as believers, I mean... If you think about how you got saved, you've already taken like the biggest step already. Because you were out there in the world doing your own thing. Doing what you want to do. Or at least trying. (laughs) Right? Doing whatever you want. And someone comes along and says, you need to repent for sin. You're like, what? Or... Jesus loves you, and he died for you on a cross, and you went, huh? And then, you know, he he calls you. He is Lord. Listen to him. Receive eternal life through him. And somewhere in there, you quit hearing people talking, and you started to hear God talking to you. And in your heart, you went, wait a minute. There's something about this. Wait a minute. This is real. Wait a minute. It's not just people talking and some religion, God is talking to me. And you knew in your heart that it was right. And what did you do? You left everything else behind and said, I'm going I'm to follow you. I'm going to receive what you have for me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a Christian. Whatever that meant to you in your mind, you made a decision at that point to follow the Lord, to go His way, not your own. And when you made that decision, everything changed. That old you, sinful you, washed away. Blood of Jesus applied to your life. Now you're new and clean and pure before God. That was the biggest step. The biggest hurdle that you need to get over. Is that one, and you climbed it already. Just the fact that you're born again means that you can do it. You've already gone over the biggest hurdle, and that was to get saved. Congratulations. All the rest of the hurdles now are minor compared to that. That was the biggest one. Now, he's equipped you to run your race, so whatever that hurdle is in front of you, you can get over it. You can run because he's equipped you. So I want to encourage you this morning. I want to provoke you to faith and obedience this morning to hear God. Listen, I'm answering some questions that, that some of you have been asking. Why doesn't God talk to me? How come I don't hear his voice clearly? God, is this you? Is that or is that me? I'm answering that. The spirit of God is answering that for you this morning. He's telling you the reason why is because you need to be willing to do what he says before you get the answer. But when you hear, and when you're willing, his word is life unto you. Life unto you. When you heard his voice, you, at the very beginning, and received Jesus, you came out of death and into life. Hallelujah. And every step along that path is obedience to him and his word, and it is life unto us. Praise the Lord. Now, usually when I preach sermons like this, I understand. It's not one where you want to stand up and go, yeah, woo, and get cheerful and excited. But that just tells you where you're at. That tells you where you are. Because if you're hearing what he's telling you today, I've just explained to you how you can hear his voice and go forward in life and have everything that he has for you and to walk in it. And there is joy in that. There's freedom in that. There's blessing in that. There's life eternal in that. Yes, thank you. It is something to be excited about. But I know what happens. You start contemplating and thinking, oh, where am I at? And that contemplation is okay. That contemplation, as long as it's before God and it's not self-condemnation, it's okay. But this morning, hear clearly. He is speaking to you. You are his sheep. He is leading and directing your life. Be willing to follow. Say yes before you even know what the next step is. He is faithful. He is good. He's the good shepherd. And you will begin to recognize his voice in your life clearly. You'll be able to say, God is speaking to me, and I hear his voice. You'll begin to recognize, oh, that's the voice of a stranger. I'm not following that. I know the voice of the one who leads me. And the way he leads you is life and it's life eternal for you. Hallelujah. We're gonna pray for a moment and then I'm gonna ask Shalane to come up and we're gonna sing a song. I'm gonna ask you just to, I'm gonna pray for you and then I'm gonna take a moment to pray with you. When I pray with you, I'm gonna ask you to repeat after me if that's your heart. But let me pray for you first. Yeah, you can come on up. Father, thank you. Lord, thank you for your word. Lord, I thank you that you are not unjust. You, you are not hard. You're not a hard taskmaster. You don't drive us and, and make us do stuff. But you do lead us. You do command us. And your way is life. And Father, I pray that each one of us will hear what you are saying to us this morning. We'll recognize that it's not just someone standing up here and saying a bunch of stuff, but it's actually you speaking to our heart, our hearts this morning. And Father, it's my prayer that every one of us will recognize you speaking to us in a clear way and that our willingness will willingness to obey will increase and that we will find ourselves every day saying, it's not my will, Lord, it's, it's your will to be done. Your will to be done in my life. And I pray that we would recognize how trustworthy you are, how faithful, how good you are, how much you love us and that we don't, don't need to have selective hearing, hearing only what we want but our ears can be open to hear everything that you want. So, Father, thank you for the work you're doing in our midst. Thank you for how you're speaking to every heart today. We honor you and we bless you in Jesus' name, Father. Thank you. Now I'm going to pray something short, but it's a prayer of commitment. It's a prayer where you say, Lord, I'm I'm going to commit to obeying you even before I know what the answer is, what you're telling me to do. I'm going to commit my way unto you, Lord. That's what you're saying. So I'm going to pray and lead you in a prayer like that. And if your heart agrees with that, I want you to repeat out loud after me. Heavenly Father, I recognize that your way is the only way. I thank you you sent Jesus and he himself is that way. I choose to no longer go my own way but I choose to go your way to follow you I say I am willing to obey you even before before I know what you will say. Lord, you are Lord and I will follow you. And I declare I am willing and I will obey. Jesus, be honored in my life. Father, thank you. And all God's people say, Amen and Amen. Thank you for listening today. We hope you have been strengthened and encouraged by the message you've heard. To hear more from our pastors or to learn more about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. You can contact us by phone at 604-594-7327 or you can write to us at